On this episode of Late Night Writers, our hosts Debbie and Jade speak to the owner of the Northwest Ohio nonprofit Dusty Boots, Stacy Kreps, about how everyone should get an opportunity to ride and the work they do to give back to the community across the region. Today Welcome. we're here, yep, with Stacy Kreps from Dusty Boots, and of course we have Jade and and um, Debbie. Yeah, we also yeah, have Debbie. <laughs> yep, yep, and um, we're going to be talking to Stacy a little bit today about what she does with her Dusty Boots program. She's the owner, and um, so just to kind of get started, Stacy, what? How'd you start to get into horses? How did that happen? Um, so I'm a pediatric therapist, and I've been so for 28 years. And I had always wanted to combine horses with individuals with special needs. Um, so about 14 years ago, we rented some space at a couple barns, and I started doing hippotherapy a little bit at a time, and it grew from there. So what exactly is hippotherapy? I mean, I know a little bit about it, but could you explain that a little further, too? Right. So hippotherapy has to be performed by a physical therapist, an occupational therapist, or a speech therapist. Um, that's how we can bill insurance um, if you have a physical therapy company. So we do anything that you would normally do coming to like a hospital clinic, um, but use a horse instead of like a ball or a balance beam. We use their individual motion to work on the goals for therapy. Okay. Is there any like additional certification you have to get to do this with horses? or? So you don't have to, um, but I have um, certified through the American Hippotherapy Association um, I haven't checked recently, but several years ago, there were only two other in the state of Ohio um, because it takes a lot of hours, a lot of dollars mm -hmm. um, yeah. to get that done. And then I also am certified through the Path International as a ride instructor. Okay. All right. Um, what, now, let me just ask you this. With the horses and the, the, you work with all kinds of different people. Let's talk about that for a minute. You have all kinds of people that come to the barn. Maybe mm -hmm. you talk a little bit about those people that come and who you work with. Yes, we have, I mean, the whole, pretty much anything you could think of, those are the individuals uh, that we serve. So we have as young as two, up oh. to the oldest person that's been at the barn to ride has been 96. Um, and so that was, awesome. I know, that was very awesome. She was, I hope I'm as spry as she was. She came in with her walker, carrying her walker, not using her walker. She's like, <laughs> where's that horse? She was a hoot. Um, but so we also have people in wheelchairs. Um, we have individuals with Down syndrome, spina bifida, cerebral palsy, um, ADHD, autism, um, some just with general delay or poor motor coordination. So pretty much anything you can think of, as well as typical developing um, individuals. Mm -hmm. And how many horses do you have for these? Well, so we have about 30 wow. right now. I say about because after a while you stop counting. You just <laughs> feed them till they're done. A sea of red and bay. It is. And some Palomino in there and a couple paints. <laughs> so, um, yeah, but so about 30. We don't use all of those for either hippotherapy or riding lessons. We have some babies. We have some horses that just aren't ready to yeah. do lessons. Um, so... How do you go about determining that? Like, what do you think makes a horse, like, how can you tell a horse is ready to be a hippotherapy horse? Right. So the biggest part is their temperament and their personality. Um, they have to tolerate a lot of 
pushing, pulling, random loud noises, um, sudden movements. It doesn't happen a lot, but I mean, some we ask people to do hard things. So sometimes, you know, they might whack the horses, like smack them when they get upset. Um, so we're very blessed that our horses tolerate that a lot. And we have good horse handlers, too, mm-hmm. um, to monitor those situations. But also the horses have to be, they have to have symmetrical movement. They have to be able to extend their gates and collect their gates. Um, so sometimes it's tricky. People will call and want to donate a horse, mm-hmm. but it has, well, it has a really bad shoulder injury, but it's, you know, super yeah. kind. And I'm like, well, that's great, yeah. <laughs> but we, you know, need it. Like yeah. it still has to do its job. I haven't thought about that. The movement of the horse. Like if you've yeah. got one, that's like a kind of like jumpy in the hawks. Right. So not everyone's going to be able to sit that trot or something like that. Right. I, that's yeah. very interesting. Yeah, There's but it's also think about. there is, and we also. So if you think about it, some horses are more sideways movers, um, which is good for someone that can't walk very well, um, because it'll help them learn to advance their leg. Some are smooth, some are up and down. Um, so we like to have a variety of horses to be able to choose from. Cool. And then yeah. do you feel like you match that person to that particular horse then? Or do you yes. feel that you can kind of move them around or do they kind of get their horse and they stay with that horse? Yeah. So it depends on what we're working on that day. Um, yeah. So I can give a good example. There was one little girl who had come to me, this was years ago, with spina bifida. And she was just trying to figure out how to learn how to walk. Mm-hmm. And so we talk about that lateral moving horse. So if you're sitting on and if you think it shifts you from one seat bone or one hip to the other side to side. So when you walk, you have to shift, you know, shift to your left leg so your right leg can move forward. So we put her on one of those horses that we had, and about three weeks later, she came into the barn walking with her walker. So so depending on what we want to work on, um, so like somebody with ADHD, I will put them on a really bumpy horse because you have to pay attention a lot better, sit up a little bit taller, and keep their brain busy. So, mm-hmm. yeah. That's neat. Do the horses seem to know their job then, too, once they get into it? Or do they you do. find that you have to work them, you know, yeah? We, well, sometimes they need a tune-up, but we do a lot of, I mean, <laughs> they all need Stacey a tune-up. <laughs> That's right, yes, and Carly. Um, no, I have a great barn manager, too, so we keep the horses tuned up. Um, but, yeah, we do a lot of work before we ever put any kids on them, especially for hippotherapy. Um, we, you know, jump up and down and throw things and do all the crazy things that mm-hmm. they're like, why did I come to live in dusty boots? I'm not sure. <laughs> so yeah, we want to be safe. Safety is the biggest thing. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. yeah. So with uh, you now, uh, you have other people that just come, do they come just to ride, to learn to ride? And then you also talked about like someone that was like 96. I mean, do you have people also not just maybe particularly special needs or does it seem it's more that than anything? It. So we have, a wide variety. Um, and when I sit down and think about it and list everything out, I'm like, wow, it sounds like we <laughs> do all kinds of stuff. Um, so we do provide the hippotherapy, but then we also do adapted riding lessons. Um, again, for any age and ability, um, those are more affordable than therapy is. We have a lot of crossover, work on all the same kind of things with a riding lesson midline and coordination, balance, following directions, um, answering questions if that's something you need to work on. But then we also have typical typical riders for lessons. Uh, we also have, so the lady that was 96, um, an assisted living facility called me and asked, hey, we have this, you know, she really for her birthday wants to come out and ride. 
Um, so we made that happen, but we have also had um, field trips and we had actually have had two assisted living facilities come out and bring 10 to 12 individuals. Some of them ride, some of them don't. Um, we've had some preschools come out. We'll do birthday parties. Um, we've put on clinics, mm -hmm. camps. Camps are coming up in the summer. Yeah, I was going to ask, do you do so summer camp? We do a whole bunch, and we always have a Christmas camp, too, over oh, Christmas fun. break. That's a yeah. good, I've, not, I've not heard that as an idea. That's a good idea. So it's whoever can brave the cold yeah. and have some hot chocolate yes. <laughs> can come out. So You can do anything for hot um, chocolate. You can. You definitely can. You can hold out. Um, <laughs> now, do you do most of this in the indoor, or do you go outside? You say you have summer camp, so I imagine that's outside, too. But you know, how does that work? Yeah. We have both. So today we were riding outside before I came. It was oh. great. February, we're riding outside in the nice High sunshine. Today. Yes. Half an inch of rain tomorrow, but we won't talk about, <laughs> we that. Won't talk about that. Yeah. Um, so we do. We have two indoors. Um, we have one, it's 80 by 104, so that's a nice size. And then we were very blessed. Um, a year and a half ago, we put up another one, and that is 80 by 250. Wow. So um, we have that big area. And then we have a outdoor. It's probably 100 by 200, I think, something like that. So we try to be outside as much as possible because mm -hmm. who doesn't want to be in the sunshine? Yes. <laughs> now, are you in the midst of all of this? But I'm sure you have to have a lot of people that are helping you because this is a big, that's a lot to try to take care of and do with that many students and horses, I'm sure. It is. It is a whole lot to take care of. I have, so my uh, right-hand girl is my daughter-in-law, uh, Carly Kreps. And she manages a lot, and she rides a lot of the horses, too. Um, and I do. I have several um, instructors and then stall cleaners. Um, we have a student intern right now. So usually we try to pick one of our people, whether it's from the show team, um, one of our several show teams, um, but a high school student to be like our student intern. So they get mm -hmm. to ride several days a week nice. and trade for working and then education activities. So she'll go to the vet with us here in another month when we get injections. She'll help with the dentist um, and any extra things. So we can give her a little boost, get her some extra riding time, um, and she can learn. Uh, we also have some interns coming in the next month from Blackhawk College. Mm, yeah. Um, out well, you know that's yeah. where Peyton was. Yep. yep. <laughs> um, and my son went there, and my daughter-in-law. Oh, nice. um, so we'll yeah. have one for it's the a spring. Good program. It's a very good program. Like I was very impressed. They've also been national champions, and everybody's out there really helpful. Um, so yeah, it takes a lot of work mm -hmm. to get it's everything all about the done. Team. It is. Like especially with horses, I yeah. feel like having a good team around you is very helpful. Yes. And how yeah. many years have you been doing this? So we put up our current barn in 2012. Um, before that, like I said, so probably for three, four years, we were renting space. And sometimes people are not very tolerant of individuals with special needs. So it was time to find our own place. Mm -hmm. um, not, you know, our own facility where if something happened, it was going to be okay. And we had just happened to buy the 20 acres behind us. So instead of farming it, my husband was super nice. I was like, what do you think about building a barn? <laughs> he was, you know, he was great. He is great. He does a lot of the work and, you know, 
just keeps on going. So has it come into what you expected it to be? I mean, how many people go into you know being a therapist or whatever? Say this is what I'm going to do one day. Did it? Is that what you looked at doing? I'm thinking for people that are thinking maybe I'd like to do a career, you know, something like this at some point. You know, talk about that a little bit. Well, so it's way more than I ever would have thought because when we built our first barn, I thought we won't need anything bigger. And um, so we've already added an arena and need to add another barn. Um, but it grew out of, so like I said, I was a physical therapist, and I had spent a lot of years working with kids who, um, you know, could only come in the evening for therapy, or I can only get off for lunchtime, you know, can we do 45 minutes, or mm-hmm. Susie can't go, you know, she's six, but she can't go in the six-year-old class you know, at daycare because she's not potty trained, so she has to be with the younger kids, or, you know, Tommy can't bring his walker because that's not safe. So um, I really had a burden on my heart. God gave me a burden, and we started Sensational Kids, which is a daycare, preschool, and K-6 through program for individuals with special needs. So we had that, and I thought, we need to bring these kids to, you know, to some horses. So Dusty Boots grew out of that. Um, again, renting space, doing hippotherapy, and then here we are today with 30 horses and way more yes, way more things than I ever thought were possible. So um, God is good, and you just you never know where you're going to go. Yeah, certainly, I agree with you <laughs> yeah. on that one for sure. That is yep. very true. This podcast is brought to you by Ram Fence and Stalls, the one-stop shop for your horse farm. Ram is family-owned and operated and been in business for over 30 years. We welcome you to call in and speak with an expert about your next project today at 866-653-8984. Again, that's 866-653-8984. Can you uh sorry, go go ahead. Can you uh talk a little bit about maybe what you think uh horses specifically bring to to mm-hmm. anyone, you know, but specifically individuals who may be differently abled or just like what you think the maybe like the key benefits are for hypotherapy, essentially. Right. Um, there's so many. Like the horses are kind of a little bit like magic. So, you know, we do amazing things at the barn, but really I don't do as much as you think because the horses do so much of the work. Like, I mean, there's a lot of natural consequences. Like if you don't, if you don't control your emotions, well, the horse is not you know, the horse is going to respond differently. Um, well, we have to brush this horse be- before you can get on and ride. I know that you have tactile difficulty. You have trouble crossing midline. You have trouble holding the brush. But we have to do this before we can get, you know, to that. Um, so there's a lot of conquering your fears, just just putting that horse piece in there and naturally what you have to do in the barn. Mm-hmm. Um, it kind of just mm-hmm. provides, again, tactile you know, vestibular input, proprioceptive, all those things that just we don't have to work real hard at making somebody do it. It's motivating in itself. Mm-hmm. So if someone's thinking of having their child or loved one come to the barn and work with you, um, you know, what what would be their means of getting to you and, and would you be telling them things beforehand to expect or to do to help them before they get into a type of program or how does that work? Yeah, so typically um, you can reach me. Uh, my cell phone is everywhere, like text or call me. Um, we do have our Facebook page that you can message, and then we have our website with our email. So any of those ways are a good way of getting a hold of us. Some people 
call and just want to automatically, no, I want a writing lesson, schedule me an appointment, and we will set up that. Some people want to come and take a tour. Um, and obviously, there's a lot of people that are nervous, like, oh, I don't, you know, Johnny's worried around dogs. I don't think he'll like horses, but we, someone said this would be good. Um, we haven't had anybody yet that isn't successful. Um, you know, so sometimes we can take a tour, see if it's the environment is conducive to learning, and then you can make your decision if you want to come back. Do they need to bring certain specific things with them ahead of time or closed-toed shoes? Yeah, yeah. Closed-toed shoes, long pants. So not too many requirements, nope. so anybody can nope. come in and, yes. and join in. That's wonderful. Yep. So, do you have any particular special like su success stories that you feel? you know, were really heartwarming to you or that you feel really, you've, you've mentioned some already, right. but, you know, um, how there's, long it takes maybe for, you know, that person to come along. Right. It takes years. There's so many stories, um, I guess. So the all the Congress, the All-American Quarter Horse Congress, mm -hmm. we have had two um, Congress champions there. So the EWD classes have been going on for eight years, I believe. There was, you know, a couple years during covid that that made it tricky. Um, but so it does show you that hard work pays off. Um, and these girls, you know, they laugh sometimes because they're riding borrowed horses, sometimes borrowed clothes, you know, <laughs> but taking many lessons a week, riding hard, mm -hmm. um, riding all the different horses so you can figure out how to ride. Um, and then winning, you know, the quarter, the Congress is the biggest single breed horse show in the world. Mm -hmm. um, so that has just been pretty cool because the, Two girls, I mean, they worked hard. They had a lot of difficulties, um, you know, and they persevered and, and now, won. That, is that considered, as you were saying, though, is that your Special Olympics team that you're talking about? Is this a whole different um, thing? Yeah, so they do participate on their Special Olympics team, but then we have several other riding teams. So they, okay. besides Special Olympics, they have okay. also competed in our summer show team. Okay. So we go to local open shows um, close around here. Um, so that's all summer long that people can compete. And you don't have to own your own horse, which, you know, is something that we feel strongly like mm -hmm. horses are expensive, as we yeah. all know, and not many people can afford them. So if mm -hmm. we can give the opportunity to, you know, be able to show and mm -hmm. learn how it is to show and you don't have the responsibility yeah. of owning a it's horse. It's kind of like having the fair experience without having your own animal. Yes. Yeah. I know. Well, because I have lots of people. We want to show at the fair. Do yep. you do that? And I'm like, well, no, but <laughs> we have this other opportunity. Mm -hmm. um, so they did show on our open team to get more experience. And then they were both um, part of YIDA, so Youth Equestrian Development Association, which that is all winter long. Our Hancock Horseman team does that. But you ride different horses during every show. Um, so again, making a more diverse rider, figuring out how to get along with the horse and get it through a pattern um, and figuring out what makes it work. So they both did all of that, worked very hard, um, and then showed at the Congress. Do you think you could talk a little bit more about Ida? Uh, you and me were talking about this yeah. a little bit before we started, but uh, I'm from Minnesota originally and there weren't any Yida teams, and I think that there still aren't uh, in Minnesota. So a lot of, a lot of the U.S. does not right. have Yida. Uh, and I think it's a huge asset. So could you talk a little yes. bit more about what that is? Sure. So Yida started um, probably, I think this is maybe the seventh season. I'm not 100% sure. It all runs together after a while. Um, but so it runs in the same form as IHSA, the college riding. Um, so it is catch riding. So we go to a show. And, you know, if you're going to be in your class, we will, all the coaches meet and we draw names 
kind of out of a hat. So, um, oh, guess what? You're riding Charlie today in your rail class and you're riding Diamond in your pattern class. So it's a horse that you have most likely not ridden. Um, you don't get a warm up. You just have to get on, go right into the pen and do do your work and see if you can figure out how the horse goes. Um, the benefit again is you don't have to own your own horse. Everybody shows in a Yeda Oxford and, you know, chaps and either a helmet or a hat. So it's a level playing field. Um, now, we have to take horses to the show, so you might be lucky and draw one of our own horses that we brought. Sometimes it's worse. Sometimes it's better. The pressure's on if it's a horse you know. <laughs> so, um, or you know how it's been riding at home. I, well, yeah, and you're like, oh, I got him today, which has happened, too. Um, but, yeah, and it is, it is nationwide. I don't know if there's any in Minnesota, but I do know, I mean, it started here in Ohio. The founders are from Ohio, so it's you know, the most concentrated here, but mm -hmm. there is... I know there's some in, like, Washington. There are Washington stuff, now. Like Indiana, you know, like, more, yes. more Midwesty, and then, like, Washington yeah. and stuff. Uh, yeah. Last I heard, not in Minnesota, but... Um, so Wisconsin has some now, and Florida, mm -hmm. and this last year started, like, main, like the New England states mm -hmm. um, started to get some more, so... Yeah. Yep. Iowa. Cool. Iowa has a few. Now, in those, those different... Uh, Shows and things that they do. Do they mainly do Western? Do they do English? Is there dressage? You know, is there or how does that work then? So Yida is Western only. Okay. Um, so we have walk trot. So it goes from fourth grade to twelfth grade. Mm -hmm. um, the EWD Equestrians with Disabilities has no age limit, mm -hmm. and um, so it they have um, walk trot horsemanship, pattern and rail. We do ranch riding and then reining. Sweet. Yeah. It's yeah. almost like a different kind of 4-H, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. When we started yeah. 4-H, yeah. it was so much fun, like really a yeah. fun thing to do. And they learn all their little different patterns and everything, yes. which is really nice. Well, it is fun. And they still, you know, we take the horses to the show, so we, you know, it is like a club. I mean, we yeah. expect mm -hmm. everybody, you have to hold the horses, you yeah. have to help feed them, water them, clean their stalls, make sure, you know, they're put away for the night. Mm -hmm. um, so, again, to just instill that responsibility and learn about the horses and what yeah. it takes. And I think it's so cool because, like, without some of these programs like this, uh, getting into showing can be really daunting and stuff. And this yeah. is almost like a crash course in showing, like, you don't need your own horse. You right. don't really, like, you don't need a lot of the things that would maybe be required to learn how to show and stuff. Uh, yep. So I think it's it's cool in that regard as well that it allows people to have that experience and kind of get mm -hmm. some show miles under their belt. It does. It does for sure. I mean, a lot of things that they wouldn't have been able to do or even go places that they wouldn't have been able mm -hmm. to see even just to go to Tennessee for nationals is yeah. you know people turn it into a vacation mm -hmm. so yeah I know yeah. all the the Yida kids that I know are always <laughs> very always talking about nationals yes that's very fun so how many volunteers do you usually take with you is it more parents that are just there to help with their children or sounds like it would yeah. take uh, how many people usually go when you go someplace like for nationals or you know um, so on our team, we have a pretty big team. We have 50, 50 or 52 kids on the team, which is a very big team. That's like it's, awesome. it's yeah. very big. Um, so last year, I think we had 29 national qualifiers, which is, again, that's pretty cool for, I mean, to have that many um, qualify for nationals. Absolutely. So the kids help and then their parents, um, pitch yeah, pitch in. So that's, that's who goes. Oh, that's awesome. Yep. 
So um, with the uh, Special Olympics team, though, just to talk about that, the Special Equestrian Team, Special Olympics Equestrian Team, mm -hmm. what is that? Um, something where do you work all year? They work all year for that then, and is there a specific show that you go to for that, or is it within with what you do, or how does that work? So we go all year round. I know that some counties, so technically we're the Henry County okay. uh, Special Olympics team, mm -hmm. but they're not that many teams around us, so we actually have five counties that practice wow. with mm -hmm. us. Um, mm -hmm. But we do go year-round. I know some programs don't. We're blessed. Like, our stall barn is heated. Mm -hmm. Our arena's not heated. But wow. um, by the time you get on, like, mm -hmm. you're like, yeah, I can ride for 30 minutes. Like, I got my own little heater here working hard. Mm -hmm. um, but there is the state show that's in the summer. Um, last year it was at Springfield. And then, so this past year, COVID kind of put a halt a little bit, like, with everybody. Like, the train was really going full speed ahead. We were had hosted some regional qualifiers at Dusty Boots for the Special Olympics, and then um, it just kind of slowed. And so a lot of people stopped participating, not necessarily from our team, but just a lot of the other counties. I think they struggled to keep going and keep organized. Um, so we still have the state meet, um, but it has been a lot smaller the last couple years. Okay. So yep. and now I'm sorry because I'm not trying to. Is the special horseman's connection? Is that something different? You have so many programs. I'm There's. To I know. That's why I said you sit you down and you're see. like, what the I'm heck is going on right. here? Right. Um, <laughs> so the special horseman connection is a 501c3 that Dusty Boots started okay. um, five years ago. I, it all runs together, um, and so that is was specifically to raise money to give grants to individuals with special needs to participate in horse-related activities. So it could be competitive showing, it could be um, riding lessons, camp, um, hippotherapy. Um, and so how that works is we just started our grant cycle for this year. So you have to get 20 volunteer hours during the year at scheduled activities that we have. And then next year you can apply for a grant um, so this, we just finished up our grant interviews last weekend. Um, so we've now given away $50,000, mm -hmm. um, in the last several years. So that's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. The money does not have to be spent at Dusty Boots. I think that's why people think, I'm like, no, I would love for people we don't even know <laughs> to come and help and, you know, build awareness for how horses can help the community mm -hmm. and take that money to wherever it is that you want to, mm -hmm. to learn about horses and, mm -hmm. and participate in things. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah. Sounds like a cool. wonderful program. Really, very, very good. Is there anything else that we didn't touch on, though, that you would talk about that we haven't talked about within all that you do because you have so many different right. programs? I know there's a lot, um, right? I, there is. Like to speak about? Yeah, that we didn't talk to you about or ask? Well, one thing coming up um, next month, we will be getting four Mustangs from the Bureau of Land Management. Right. Um, so, Carly has done the Extreme Mustang makeover. She had done it five times. Mm -hmm. um, and so last year was the, they also participated in it. Participated in it. Um, so this year is not, they're not doing the Mustang makeover, but um, they still are adopting out Mustangs. Mm -hmm. So we have four that will be coming home. One is a yearling, so baby, and then three of them are three. Because we thought, who wouldn't want to ride three unbroke wild Mustangs all at once? <laughs> because we're a little bit crazy. Um, so that's coming up, and we will be putting stuff on our Facebook page um, because we'll 
be having a couple set times where people can come out and mm. meet the Mustangs and um, make it a learning opportunity. Yeah, a learning like, wow, this is a. And I think people take for granted like we're used to our unbro courses that we get like we have some babies but like the kids can handle them because they've been handled since, since birth one, yeah. yeah not rounded up a year ago <laughs> out in nevada and then coming on a trailer to it's ohio yeah. yeah so like it'll like no they actually can hurt you like this mm-hmm. is a wild animal not right. like when we say a wild baby <laughs> um yeah. so yeah so they can learn you know see a wild animal and then the end result like Oh, guess what? These are great animals still. Yeah. yeah. Wow, so, yeah. So that's coming up. Nice. Well, do you have anything in the future? Do you have future goals and things that you're looking at or thinking of doing for Dusty Boots? Or are you are you just so busy right now that you know, can't oh. think of anything? You know, I, my I brain is more in. I know my brain is always full. Um, so. Well, and the other thing we last fall launched a veterans program, um, okay. so we are also. Um, looking for participants, we have grant money that we can um, use for riding lessons or, you know, any horse, you know, assisted activity. Uh, so we are looking for veterans because it's no cost to them. Um, mm-hmm. So we have that. Mm-hmm. Um, but we do. We have some some big plans like to build on and, you know, maybe have a tax store run by individuals with special needs or, um, you know, like all kinds of things. Nice. Well, with everything that goes on, do you ever get a chance to ride? Do you want to ride? Or do you get a um, to- I mean, I do like to ride. I, <laughs> do you get a chance to? <laughs> I try. I mean, if you get up I mean, really early. Like you get you start to <laughs> yeah. you take what you do and you love, and then you turn it into something. That I know. And is. Yeah. I know. All the yeah. kids, I want to live here with you. And I said, well, if you live here with me, you're going to work a lot and not ride. Yeah. What? Yeah. I said, I know. You'd think I'd ride all day. Um, no, I do. I, to do. I, you know, at this point we have so many horses that yes, somebody has to ride them. So, <laughs> so, yep. Yep. Good. So, That's yeah. good. so, um, we'll be taking a short break and when we get back, we'll enter our next segment, canter banter. Do you have horses and live the equestrian lifestyle? Be sure to check out our blog at yourhorsefarm.com. Yourhorsefarm.com is a great equine online resource. So be sure to share with all the horse lovers in your life. And remember, laugh much and ride often. So now um, we'd ask you maybe to, to, if you had a special story or something that you right. thought that you'd like to share with our canter banter. And um, what will you be talking about today with that? <laughs> oh, I don't know. Did you, did you, did you come up with anything? Um Give me just a second here. Let's. We, we can start again. We can just cut all that Don't out and start again. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We'll um, add the jump. I rolled right into it, but we can just stop if you have a. Um, you know, if you have a story that you think is really funny, um, and we can edit all of this out. You know, something that's funny, something that you know. Oh, really I do funny. have. Okay, I, I've thought of one. It's for, like it's an older story. <laughs> sure. um, okay, so there um, was a younger boy with autism. And when he had started um, riding with hippotherapy, um, you know, he was very verbal um, a little bit. And as time went on, you know, he got more verbal and was talking a lot, which was great. Um, But still, you know, a lot of times individuals with autism, you know, they can do one task, but it's hard to translate it like over to a, a um, a social experience or just in general, like relating to, you know, other things as you go through your day. So he was um, 
brushing the horse and saddling. Um, and then he all of a sudden he's like, this brush, like maybe I brush my hair or maybe I could use a brush to brush my teeth, you know, just figuring out like, Oh, I'm going to take care of the horse. Like I also take care of myself, you know, so it's just like, that's what we want. Like being able to write late, like, Oh, I took this specific activity with the horses and it, it does relate, you know, to something else. And I can take care of myself because I can take care of the horse. So, yeah. So connecting those dots. Yeah, that he would made that connection himself, you know, too, because that's kind of like like your main goal as a teacher, you know, is for your students to make the connection for themselves so that you happen to tell them. Yeah. That's cool. So it was very cool because it was. It was all on his own. I was like, good job. (laughs) So Exactly, actually. Yeah. That was what we were going for. So that was really good. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yep. Well, thank you so much uh, for coming in today to talk to us about this. And again, um, we'll have information that people can reach you with. And you said your phone number is out there. It's Dusty Boots, and you're located where? Yeah. We are 15828 at Seago Pike uh, by Weston. Okay. Um, if you look us up on Facebook, uh, look up Dusty Boots LTD. Okay. Um, and it should come up on Facebook. And then our website, DustyBootsOhio.com. Thank you very much. Yeah, we thank appreciate you. it. I feel very educated with things that I didn't know before that you do a lot of things. So right. yeah, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for having me. <laughs> thank you. All right. Thank you. <laughs> yep. We hope you enjoyed our podcast and encourage you to share with all of your equestrian family and friends. Subscribe on your favorite podcast platform as well as our YouTube channel and stay up to date on all of our shows. Do you have a topic to discuss or a guest recommendation for our hosts? Email us at podcast at ramfence.com.